You're listening to For the Republic, a love letter to Star Wars animation. All right, everyone, welcome back to our Obi-Wan Kenobi recaps here on the For the Republic podcast. What an episode we have to talk about this week. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Andrew. I am joined again by Jake, Don, Connor, and Chloe is back with us actually on the panel this time. How are you? Um, I am doing well. I am tired, but you know what? I'm excited to be here. I haven't gotten to talk about Kenobi with anybody since I watched it yesterday, which is like more than 24 hours now. I've had to go into work and be silent twice, so I am ready to talk. How have you held it in, like, honestly? You know, I work with some dangerous equipment, so I just have to remind myself that, you know, I need to be careful, and then I have to just put it in the back of my head, but it's not been easy. Yeah, even I, with, like, a house full of, like, non-Star Wars fans last night, had to just be like, yeah, so I was crying at 3 a.m. last night, and my eyes were bloodshot, (laughs) and they're like, Kenobi, and I was like, yeah, and, all right, well, they knew, so... Yeah, I understood. Uh, this episode It's like that meme where like you get the text from your dad like why are you crying so loud up there? <laughs> I saw <laughs> Anakin again, okay? Dad, it's 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 excuse it, okay? So I don't want bright and everything. Yeah, no, that was just insane. Oh my God. This episode was just wonderful. And I think all of us here have loved the series overall, but you know, there's a portion of the uh, the crowd, of course, that just was not patient at all. It was like, where are our answers? Well, we got them. And uh, yeah, this was uh, this was just such a great episode to watch. And I have like fought myself to not rewatch it since my first watch through because. I've watched it five times. Of course you I have. As you should. I was going to watch it again last night, but I was like, eh. But I I'm going to watch it again. Twice. I'm going to watch it's it like, again tonight. I have watched the flashbacks alone. Like I have watched the flashbacks times. alone like 15 times. <laughs> oh, but the if we're counting Reva versus Vader, yeah, that's been like 10 times. I've been watching edits on TikTok. That too. <laughs> yep. This so is, many edits. This is... uh. <laughs> Yeah, so it's we're nice Anakin fans. Yes. So should we just start with that right off the bat? Oh, yeah. no, let's start with that. We've been, Absolutely. We've been wondering when are we getting these like, these flashbacks? When it was when it was just a shot of the city. I knew it right away. My first my first thought was, oh, we're on Alderaan. Cool, cool. And then it just starts panning back, and then we see the braid, and then we see Anakin's hair, and I'm like, no, fuck. We're yeah. starting with flashbacks, baby. Oh, I knew it was um, I knew it was Coruscant immediately. I was like, yeah. Oh. See, my first thought was thinking back to that guy six months ago on Twitter that told me that they have to de-age Anakin or else it'll look like shit. I was like, fuck you, random Twitter guy. He looked <laughs> great, man. He did look so good. I mean, How has it been 20 years and he can still look like that? Like, I don't understand that. I Literally, have... they both jumped into those roles so well after 20 years. Like, that's just insane. And the lightsaber yeah. skills, like... Yeah. Oh. Right? The choreography yeah. was nuts. 
the fact that Ewan slipped back into his Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith. Action. Yes, I love that it was yeah. before Attack of the Clones. Like, I, yeah, someone put detail, out on yeah. Twitter. Yeah, you know that scene, the scene in Attack of the Clones where um, Anakin and Obi Wan are going up to uh, meet Padme, and Anakin hasn't seen her in, in like the elevator. Years. Yeah, yeah, in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Someone someone theorized like, what if that was? What if that scene in Kenobi was like a bit before that? I'm like, oh, Ooh. like right before it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. It, really, yeah. it really tracks because like someone points. I also saw someone point out the building that Anakin is looking at uh, when it when it open the scene opens is the apartment building where Padme lives. Yes. Yeah. So like. It would make sense. Absolutely, it would absolutely makes sense that that scene is like just after they've been assigned to protect her, and like just before they go and visit her, and he sees her again for the first time. Because, like, I mean, that's very Anakin. You know, he's just like there pining away for Padme. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I, I was so surprised uh, by like where they ch- they chose to do it because uh, we've all obviously been like so many so many people like speculating about the Kenobi series, myself included, were like, oh, they've got to do Clone Wars era flashbacks. They've got to put them in the Clone Wars armor and they've got to have them like, like with like the clones and Ahsoka and Rex. But I've never been happier to be like, to be proven wrong because like it, by going back to Attack of the Clones, it's very clever. The way that because they made so much more sense for too. the story. With yes, it. because it's relevant to the story as well. It like the whole jewel, the dialogue and everything. Yes, it it feels on its own like this like it's this scene that could have just happened on its own. But then it also feels like a metaphor, yeah, where like that it's almost like through this episode in the present, this is almost like a conversation Anakin and Obi-Wan could be having with each other right then. Because it applies. Yeah, because it really yeah. felt like the, they were both reminiscing yes. on that moment yeah. simultaneously. I loved that both exactly. of them were experiencing like it was these memories vague. at the same time. Yeah, I thought exactly. that, but there was a couple cuts where it started with Obi Wan, like when he was oh, like, yeah, that's true. I "Forget exactly yeah. what he said," but it was like, oh, "We've lost whatever," and then he looked back on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or the, there, are, there are ways to win without fighting or whatever the yeah. line right. is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And fight. when he says, and when he says, oh, Vader hasn't the patience for a siege, and Roken asks him, how do you know? And then it flashes back to them sparring that again. That was so good. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just really cool. And and like you like you both said, the the fact that Hayden and Ewan both just like slipped back into those yeah. roles, it was just really it cool. Like and also, I love that it was immediate. everything too. Like. They had even like Anakin's and Obi Wan's like Attack of the Clone sabers too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, got, I uh, inside I squeed a little bit like when I realized that they had uh, uh, Ewan was using his Phantom Menace Attack of the yes. Clones because I've got like I I've got that memories of getting that, that so Ewan cool. look again is just I mean we've had Mullet Kenobi in the show which has been great mullet but like Juan Kenobi. the oh Attack God. of the Clones I one, love the mullet so good and just the, the line like are you ready and Anakin being like are you I'm like that he's back he's back <laughs> and it, it just can we so- just talk about though too like Hayden smile after he thought he won and then you and smile yeah. when the fight was really over like oh my god those are like that was the smile that he gave Anakin before he left to go yeah. to Utapal like and that was and that was exact one that was Such like Anakin at the, and Anakin's smile was like the one in the, at the meadow with Padme yeah. Yeah. and he goes yep. Padme 
it all feels very intentional there. And then the uh, Obi-Wan putting his hand on Anakin's shoulder at the end, I'm like, no, no! <laughs> like, I literally, <laughs> like, I honestly, when I saw Anakin, like, I, I made, like, a tweet, like, oh, yeah, I was hyperventilating. That was not a joke. I was legit, no, yeah. like, freaking out, screaming, like, like, it was bad. Like, I don't know how I didn't wake up my exactly entire That's exactly how you do... That's exactly how you do fan service, though. Like, it actually mattered to the story, and we all get to squeal over seeing, like, our favorite characters back on screen yeah. like that for the first time in 20 years. And it like, wasn't... Yeah, just, oh, that was perfect. We got those Can fast flashbacks, mention? and then we got pain ones later, which I'm, which we will definitely talk about. I, I just oh, cannot yes. get over and, the fact that the Obi-Wan and Anakin flashbacks that we got in this episode were used... So exquisitely as a storytelling device. Not only applies I to them, it that. also applies to Reva as well. Like it literally just it fits. It, it literally mm -hmm. applies to all three of them, and the parallels are like, oh, it's amazing. One thing I will mention as well is Hayden's performance in this is great because not only is he doing, is he has he basically slipped right back into that same energy that he had in the prequels, like we talked about. He also kind of incorporated a bit of Matt Lanter's. Uh, yeah, vocal performance. Sounds like when he's, like him. yeah, like when he says mercy doesn't beat an enemy master. That's what why you're gonna lose. I kind of like look. So I felt surprised because I was like, oh wow, he's 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 merging the two there. He's merging the two different. Yeah, the aggression was very much like yeah. reminiscent of Matt's. Exactly. It's really cool. It, like that, watching all of the Clone Wars paid off there's uh, for Hayden. There's like four. Literally every single line of dialogue in that um in that flashback sequence was phenomenal. And like yeah. I know we it all love so George. well written. My I know we all love reason. George. We all know <laughs> that his dialogue isn't necessarily the greatest. Listen, Jovi, Andrew, y'all wanna write an Obi-Wan and Anakin series or limited series. All for it. I mean, but, yeah, um, same. just having yes. him as a writer on this one is just so crazy. He's written or directed like some of the best Pixar movies of all time. So Finding getting, Nemo, yeah, Finding Nemo, Wall-E, like yep. keep listing them. I like, love Wall-E. It's just I love Wall-E. He is such a like. It, it's so great having like these talented creatives a part of the show. Can I just take the time now? in case we don't get to it later to just say thank you thank you deborah chow for everything that you've done with yes, this series yes. she is absolutely we are just... recording this on her birthday well happy birthday deborah you, you just created oh, maybe you. the best star wars episode of tv i've ever seen in my life so i am <laughs> eternally yep. grateful uh and i'm uh, just eternally grateful yeah. for, for, for all that doubted uh, uh what this show could be uh, you were proven wrong. Uh, with the, I yeah. mean, in my mind, you were proven wrong the first episode. But for those that were still like, I don't know where this is going. Like, why aren't they telling us about Reva? Why aren't we getting these flashbacks? Um, yeah, there you go. And that's why I'm I really think... intrigued to yeah. see what people complain about now that we've gotten all the things that they were complaining that we haven't gotten yet. Uh, well, they'll like, probably just yeah, like, yeah, like the something. Why don't they, they probably just talk about do. the audience? So like, oh, predictable. Predi I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, look, the audience <laughs> score is lower now. That must mean that the show is automatically bad because you know that that thing never gets review bombed or anything. Right. Never heard of review <laughs> bombs. Um, Everything gets review bombed at this point. Like Miss Marvel bombed. just got review bombed. This got review bombed. It's like, come on. 
Like, well, we see the pattern here, guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You guys yeah, are anyway. Um, Deborah, we know you're not listening, but like, a happy birthday. Hope it was great. B, come on to the show. We want to talk to you. <laughs> yes. Um, Connor, no, we can't have anybody come on. You got Matt Mignovitz in trouble. <laughs> I'll do it legally this time. <laughs> All right. Um, but the, will do it the one Anyways, thing I loved lines... with this flashback, the first one that we got, is just yeah. the way it immediately the duel starts. They clash sabers, then it just immediately cuts to Vader. I just thought that was such a great transition. And the then we editing, get... the editing in this episode is just so good. Like yeah, the whole just series me... has really had it though. Yeah, like, like this this episode honestly, in particular yeah. just like stood out to me. It's like you said, Andrew, that that cut from the sabers clashing to Vader's face. It's just like, whoa, Chef's kiss, great, think, definitely. And this is really why, like, I just love that most of these, not all of them, but like most of them, are like just in Vader's head. And the one line in particular that really strikes me is, "You're a great warrior, Anakin." But your need to prove yourself is your undoing. Until you overcome it, a Padawan you will still be. And to me, yeah. drives yes. home the point that, like, Vader still sees himself as the learner. It's right. Yeah, that's and see, where all that line the from people. A New Hope really comes from, I feel like. Yes, yeah. and all the people. This is, again, let's see. People were complaining when they first announced that I think it's Vader... really going to come, out, come yes. home in, the, in their duel. Because he is still the learner, because we see in this episode. Because right. this is, and this is the thing. This is what's interesting about Vader, because he he has learned some things, but he is still in the same position in a way, even while he yeah. has taken some things from Obi Wan, as we see later in the episode during his duel with Reva. But he is still needing to prove himself. He, and that's the thing. Cause like Hayden said in that interview, didn't he? That Vader was disappointed in obi-wan in that previous duel he because he, he's in this kind of goku mindset i feel like where he wants to fight obi-wan at his best he's been dreaming of that moment of of reuniting with his former master and making him suffer and having a well-earned victory and then it was just it was too easy it's like kylo ren killing han solo he thought in force awakens he thought it would bring him this kind of like this triumphant feeling of resolution and it doesn't if anything he just feels hollow and and even more bitter which is like, it is underscored even more. Like at, at the the at, with the final flashback when Obi Wan says says that exact line, Connor, which also was my favorite line of the flashbacks. For the record, it's just it's all so very well done, and I I cannot praise the writing enough in that department. Mm -hmm. I can't either. And like again, it's just the fact that like. I I just I will never get over the fact that these flashbacks were used phenomenally it reminds me uh, a lot of fallen order and just how the flashbacks were used in that story it's basically the same thing it informs yeah. us of the present story between a master and apprentice and an apprentice while also telling its own story in the past between same the same master and apprentice um yeah. I, exactly and, and that. also the other thing and i think so i think all of us know this but like it just occurred to me like yesterday i feel like the fact that we're seeing vader just be an absolute tank throughout the show it's just not only because of the cool factor it's just to also show that like no matter like even if obi-wan is at the pinnacle 
of his Jedi-ness, there's no fucking way he's beaten Vader. There's no way. Ooh, I'm, see, there I'm... I, I would like to point... I like, would like to once straight, again point like, out... In a straight fight. Like, uh, saber to saber, I do not... No, I do Obi- not see uh, See, because last Obi-Wan week is- we said that we might have to place bets on who wins that duel. And I'm, we, I'm still I still think it's Vader. We said beforehand that we weren't going to do predictions for next week, but I, I think we still got to do that. Uh, I'm still yeah. betting on Obi-Wan I'm for the record. On, I'm betting no. on Kenobi here. He forfeited that match in uh, on the Death Star. He never strictly lost that. He he let himself be be, diff, be killed so that the others would, would leave. He was holding his own against Vader. So like I actually I think Obi Wan will will come out top here. Yeah, I, I for sure the way that this I think episode I think he's gonna pull a Godzilla. I think it's gonna be King Kong versus Godzilla. You know, Obi Wan wins the first one, Vader wins the second. Obi Wan yeah. uh, brings it home with the third with the third match. We'll we'll see. I'm just I'm very very hyped, and I thought we were gonna get it in this episode near the end, but then they faked us out, and I'm glad they did. Because they yeah. gave us something else. We got the best still not fucking fight He's dual ever. wielding Vader, but we will get to oh. that. Uh, we yeah. got the the My early gosh. setups here. The episode does a great job at showing just how much, like we've talked about, how much Vader is just still just stuck on just finding Kenobi at all costs. Like he yep. literally cannot get over that hump. Even ten years later, he still is that former padawan that is that we see in these flashbacks that can't get over his own aggression and his own uh arrogance in a way uh but that's just the one thing i love about anakin invaders character is just still this is still on his mind uh but then we see the that show ag- is really the perfect blend of like anakin and then like the vader that we see in the originals i feel yeah. like this is like the first time other than like literature obviously we're mm-hmm. like that's really been on display like this feels like Anakin in the suit, and it's just—it's it so sick. But I am so glad that we actually got to see Hayden like in flashback form here because they have been heavily promoting Hayden Christian so much. So in my mind, I was like, if they're just gonna have him in the Vader suit and it's just gonna be James Earl Jones the whole time, like I'm—I feel like they need to do something with them, and I'm glad that they did, and they used it in such a great way that benefited the story so much, like we've talked about. Yeah that I, I couldn't have asked for it to go better but we see another... which i have to wonder too if these flashbacks not to cut you off again andrew but no i almost have to wonder if these flashbacks are a little bit of like like a backdoor teaser for what we might see in ahsoka because isn't it rumored that that show's supposed to be flashed or somewhat flashback heavy too yeah and we know and hayden's coming back for that no hayden's coming and back i always assumed hayden would show they've... up yeah. as a force ghost in that one but flashbacks I think are always be very much a possibility it's going to be both, I think, because we'll see. That's what I, I imagine she'll re- Ahsoka will reflect on like a few lessons he taught her, and then mm-hmm. that's probably when they'll do a flashback and have put Hayden in the Clone Wars armor, so everyone like loses their shit. That's when I think we'll get the first convo between a redeemed Anakin and Ahsoka, and that is going yes. to destroy me. They're gonna give us Hayden oh in the God. Clone Wars armor yeah. eventually. Eventually, now that he's back, there's no way they're not gonna. At do. least we're getting yeah, live you know action clone- like Clone Troopers, like, which we've seen now for what the third oh time in the series a lot of them, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah yeah so more of were, i love what they did with the armor it's so more sick. of those please it looks very gleaming very very shiny and like perfect compared to the like more uh like 
you know because the stormtroopers gear is deliberately cheaper and like shoddier mm -hmm. so i like i yeah. like that the stormtroopers still look cool but the clone troopers almost look more shiny and like refined yeah. they're from a more noble period well i don't know if you guys have seen some of the stunt workers that actually wore the armor on set have been posting like a lot of like the close-ups of the armor on instagram and like i need to like have a you look said, Don, the work that they put into this armor is like insane like they were yeah. able to like take those goofier proportions that the prequels used because it's impossible for a human body to actually fit into those cg models like it just the proportions are not yeah. there but like they made it work with this armor and like it looks so authentic to like the prequels but like we know that there's actual humans under there and like that's so freaking cool i love yeah, no, that's, that's so stuff. awesome like, yeah, it would have been so easy to just make them CGI again, you know. Right, because we've already they, seen that. And I'm glad they, they did because it just, it just, it adds so much more, you know, just seeing them. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's so much more tangible and it just feels much more real. And it's really satisfying to like finally see it after so long. Oh, 100%. But the, the one thing that we also see in this opening scene with Vader is... More hints at what's coming later with Reva. Vader gives her a, the title of Grand Inquisitor. And as we see, it's all a part of Vader's plan. Like, everything. Yeah. Like, oh, how did. Well, why would Vader keep her alive? How does Reva know that uh, Vader is Anakin without getting killed? Well, again, we will keep seeing this happen as the episode goes on. Yeah, like, the, literally, this one episode dealt with l at least five different like complaints that have been like cropping up episode to episode like oh oh why did this happen like oh this kind of seat feels like it conflicts and it and you know it the whole time everyone's been saying just just wait and see the show will, will deal with it <laughs> it's and, a and story assholes it's and coming this eventually is, this i think is is the culmination of two things one is the post endgame fans just wanting everything right away type of thing and just all these unrealistic expectations and two it's just showing how the releasing shows all at once with like the binge model has kind of affected how we view Poison. tv because as much as i enjoy stuff like stranger things coming out all at once it really has shown like the weekly releases like how it can harm viewing because well because people binge it all at once and then they talk about it for six days and they forget about it. that's it's what like, i've been saying there was yeah. this tiktok there was yeah there was this tiktok that i saw and it was basically the guy was like you guys don't like story you like powerpoint presentations oh yeah that oh, one yeah that one <laughs> like that. he articulated that perfectly that's exactly what these fans want they want a powerpoint presentation they want to see hayden in the armor they want to see vader killing a bunch of kids and then they want to see Obi-Wan and Vader fight again, and that's it. Like, then they want it to be over and move on to the next thing. And, like, this is an actually great story. And if y'all could just sit back for six seconds and savor it, y'all would have so much more fun. Really that's impossible for this fandom to do, Jay. That, like, complained. I'm like, did you read the Kenobi book? Like, I just have questions. Right, it's you, like, no, I feel like... You think they these people like... read that stuff? No, absolutely <laughs> that's not. That's what I'm saying, though. I feel like half these people didn't even watch Revenge of the Sith in its entire entirety. They just watched like 
Order 66, and then, like, Battle of the Heroes, and then they're like, wow, that's my favorite well, movie. Well, remember, there was cool. not yeah. one thing going around that they were like, oh, yeah, the Kenobi writers didn't even watch Revenge of the Sith. I'm like, wait, no? Like, where did you oh get my that God. from? I think that's a good time to, like, segue into talking about Reva. And, yes. Uh, I was going to segue Reva. into Obi-Wan, uh, but let's, let's segue into Reva. I agree. Yeah. Because we get so many answers here. Uh, the, the great scene of when Reva and Kenobi talk to each other behind uh, like yeah. in between the doors Dude, i love I that conversation through I the door know we've said it so many times throughout the show but god damn it moses ingram is just phenomenal she's so good she's so, so good. good yeah she's also, good moses i know you're not listening but if you are on the off chance come on the show we'd love to talk to you there he goes again <laughs> We have, nothing, we have nothing but praise to offer you, Moses. Oh my God, Connor's just out Seriously. here fishing all he's episode. He's recruiting this whole episode, which I I, I appreciate. Hey, you never know; it might pay off. It might. Yeah, you we but, uh, never just, know. We Dude, gotta... that one, there's that one line that she says. Uh, we thought he was there to help us, and oh. like, you just hear yeah. oh my God. the, the crack in her voice too as she said that. Oh. Like. Yeah, oh it's hard to God. say that. Her delivery is insane. Yeah, like, like, the, like, cause it, yeah, because she builds up to it as well. Like, oh when everyone says, You were a youngling, and she snaps at him enough. And then there's that pause where she's, she's almost like it's a real effort for her to engage with that because of the trauma that it brings her. And, and the then, realization of her journey, yeah. too, like in mm -hmm. that moment, like I was yeah. going back today and i was looking at some of her scenes from the first four episodes and i was like holy shit because like there's a couple of these moments where you see her like act what feels like out of character in the moment but now looking back on it, it's like when vader snaps that kid's neck um when he's oh, yeah, like, she has that, like you know, yeah that's she's right like, that's right she like she has... jumps and she almost like looks like she wants to go stop it it's like because this whole time, she's never wanted any part yeah. of that. She just wants to fucking kill, kill Vader. the murderer yeah. of her friends. Like The whole time, it's twist. like, oh, why, is she not, why does it seem like she's not fully committed to the dark side? Because she wasn't. And yep. someone and, pointed and out, too, uh, in the, the Discord that I think it might have been Austin, too, of you know, all the Inquisitors had red eyes except Reva. And now mm -hmm. there's yeah. more of that because she wasn't fully... Because even Trilla side. had red eyes for certain scenes, didn't she? She didn't have it throughout, but I think she you'll had have it to ask, You'll have to ask Connor. Because yeah, he's played uh, Connor, the man that played it 27 uh, times. I think so. But I'm pretty, yeah. I, I, It wasn't super apparent, I think. I want to say most times, but like... In this case, Trilla was just way more evil. So yeah. like... I'm really... Um, that's the thing with Reva, is like... Her the her, the way her story was told has been told is just so refreshing because yeah. I remember it's going so new. It. It's so new. That's the other thing. It's so fucking new because like I remember it's like, going I saw into Star it. Wars dude talking about it too and how it's like I feel like someone infiltrating the Inquisitors from the very beginning is nothing any of us have even remotely considered. No. no. That's the thing. Is, like, I think we all kind of assumed that she was one of the younglings at the beginning. Like we've been saying that for weeks, yeah. is she was yeah. in that first flashback. What I yeah. think we didn't assume was her way of joining the Inquisitors. Is it because, like, do you mean is it because of like her anger for uh, Obi Wan and Anakin? Obi Wan. Mm. 
Yeah. See, I always of. saw it like she hated. I thought because like we've known since episode two, she knew Anakin is Vader, right? I thought she was targeting Obi Wan because she blamed Obi Wan for creating Anakin, right? Like, I didn't necessarily think that she was doing it to like get Vader's guard down and distract yeah. him so that she could strike him down. That that was a twist. Like yeah. I did not see that coming. Yeah, I, it was I gasped perfect. when that happened because I was like, oh right. Like I hadn't even thought of that. And it's and it's really clever as well because it allows it really puts a whole character uh like it really brings everything together of what we've been seeing because like yeah. Reva's whole right. thing because she parallels she it basically makes Reva this dark mirror for Obi Wan. Because both of them lost everything because of Anakin turning to the dark side. And they mm -hmm. both have devoted themselves since then to a singular goal. For Obi-Wan, it was watching over Luke. And for Reva, it was killing Anakin. And in the, over the course of that, they have both drifted very far from what they used to be. Reva's, Reva's gone from being this... You know, starry-eyed kid who, who who presumably wanted to learn the Force and was probably like a a complete innocent person to a person who will lop off other people's hands, kidnap a child, maybe yeah. like torture innocent people. Like, yes, she obviously wants to kill Vader, and she doesn't want to. Yeah, she was about a second a away desire. from torturing a ten-year-old. Yes. Yeah, yes, her desire for vengeance. Like is she is twisting not. Her. Like she's definitely not like a light, like someone on the light. Like she has definitely been exactly. corrupted. She, but has she doesn't. Fall, she see, has fallen to the dark side. She in doesn't a, in a see way. Vader as like a savior, like the other Inquisitors do, like or, yeah. or, a, or a cult leader. Type she's of not thing. completely subservient. Exactly. Exactly. She and that's the thing. She mirrors Obi Wan perfectly in, in that respect. Yeah, because she's driven by that Obi Wan and Obi Wan in basically like just like resorting to a passive life has just drifted very far from the protector he used to be and it's harmed both of them because she is ridden with trauma and then she like, asks him when... that armor piercing question of like do you really want anakin dead i love yeah. how he reflects on it because like, oh, like... we still like don't know his answer there like does he want right is he trying to kill vader moment. or is he trying to save vader we still don't know right when she's talking about vader and he says do you mean anakin that was like that that's huge for his character right there because even he is still is like he knows he's Vader he knows everything that he's done and obviously like now that he knows that like Vader's been alive this whole time I'm sure he's able to figure out the things that he's been doing for the last ten years and he still wants to refer to him as Anakin because he probably still all he can do is see through the mask and see like the kid that he he trained he trained and like I that's know. the other thing too is that like I think when it came to just talking with Roken or the other people or other people in public, he referred to him as Vader. But like when it came down to it with a heart to heart with Reva, it's like now deep down, I still see him as Anakin Skywalker. Well, mm -hmm. Think about what the first thing was that he said to Vader when they meet his first line is acknowledging that it's Anakin. He doesn't address him as anyone else. He says, he says, what have you become? All he yeah. sees, and, and that's another thing that I meant to mention about the flashbacks, because the genius in showing Anakin as a Padawan is that we are we are actually seeing Anakin as Obi Wan, mm. no doubt re recalls him. He doesn't see the the Clone Wars general. He doesn't see the kind of like dashing, you know, more assured uh, man that led people to victory in the Clone Wars. He sees the the, the young boy that he trained, that, that looked to him for guidance, that was hungry for victory. 
uh, and didn't believe in mercy towards his enemies. Like that's that's who he sees, which makes it all the more heartbreaking. When and, we and it's see just the other flashbacks of the horrifying consumed by the dark side Anakin with the blue light over his face yeah. in the Jedi. That's what's yeah. cool too, though, is how both flashbacks are on Coruscant. It's like... Yeah. Then you're you able to make Anakin. so much more of that connection, right? It's like, oh, man. It, again, the flashbacks, their use of them in the show are perfect. They were they were just perfect. Exactly. And I really bet that like, if we do get flashbacks and the finale they're going to be used in a similar way i mean yeah. i assume I mean, it's the same writing team for the finale isn't it yeah yeah, because yeah Andrew and Joby. They, i don't think they'd change it up and with the way that we've seen both this and say book of boba fett use flashbacks is they always utilize them in the the same thematic way so i feel like they won't randomly change it up for the finale especially if they did it so perfectly here uh but Again, this scene with Reva and Obi Wan, I I could just talk about all day, and then her being like, "Where were you, Obi Wan? Why didn't you stop this?" And then oh, I, I, I saw that tweet. And I was like, "Reva, I'm sorry. I was riding a giant lizard." I just <laughs> about to. I'm like, I was riding. Oh my god! But being um, shot at by my yeah, own man. Yeah, she didn't know that she, uh, he was also at the same time off somewhere getting turned on by his clones like all of them did he, he mm-hmm. lived the exact same thing that they all did and i i just love I how wonder Obi-Wan, if that's something they'll talk about yeah. in the last episode i just love how obi-wan put all the the pieces together in his mind during this scene and then later when obi-wan surrenders himself to reva it's like when he's trying to go through the uh, his his pitch for the plan again he's like how do you know it's gonna work and he was like, "Oh, because he he'll only see me." And yeah, that was so mm-hmm. great. I just... That sequence is really clever as well because, like, it's it's multiple angles because you know Obi Wan is sort of manipulating her there. He's playing on her desire for revenge against Vader, but yes. he also makes a genuine bid for her to come back to the light. He says, "You know, we could end this together. You know, let me help you," which is. Which is really great because he's, you know, he's a strategist. He is the he is the negotiator. We see that uh, develop there. He's the negotiator again, you know, and he's 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 trying to be pragmatic because yes, he he would love to get Reva back to the light. I think, but he also knows that revenge has kind of twisted her mindset now, and he that might may not be possible. So he also opts for the next best thing, which is focusing her rage and her her need for vengeance. Uh, on Vader again, so that he get, he can make a he can get away with Leia. That line when she said when he says, "Yeah, um, how do you know it's going to work?" Because all he'll see is me. It, it was very clever, and it's a it's a fair enough gambit. Yeah, yeah. definitely, and... it really is. Because yeah, he knows Anakin better than anybody else too, and he knows like that's part of the whole flashbacks too. Is that his need for victory is what blinds him, and so he's in that moment when Obi Wan reflects on the flashback. He is banking on Anakin's need for victory to overcome his, you know, general understanding of his surroundings, basically, and distract him enough. And I, I do also think it's funny how he, he kind of sets Reva up to fail in a way, though, too, because rather than waiting to really distract him long enough, he just leaves with the shuttle. 
Yeah, and so I we do see that. that even though he he was like sort of banking on like Riva not necessarily returning back to the light, but like doing what was probably best for the greater good. He also was like, I need to finish my mission first with Leia. That is the most important thing above and all else, more so than it is defeating Vader. Yeah. yeah, that's the interesting thing because he's not ready. He's still not ready even now to face Vader. And I feel like, mm-hmm. again, this, the, I, um, this is kind of a prediction, but I think the idea is that he needs uh, assurance from... Uh, I, I feel like what's going to happen in the finale is that it will take the assurance of his old master finally coming through, yes. like Qui-Gon finally coming through and speaking to him and basically saying what he will later say to Luke, you know, you can't outrun your, dis- you cannot outrun your destiny, you have to face Darth Vader again, which mm-hmm. I could absolutely see Liam Neeson delivering. But yeah, like, did anyone oh, that else would be so that? good. Something I'm yeah. very curious of what Qui-Gon, do you think in those flashbacks, or not flashbacks, conversations with Qui-Gon, is he still going to consider Anakin to be the chosen one? Or is he going to? Ooh, that's what I have been thinking. Well, because I was just watching the 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 Mortis episodes again the other day, and the first thing he he uh, asks Obi Wan is, you know, are you training the boy? He I still he still is the chosen one. And well, I've I've actually got a deep cut kind of like thing to like bring here because okay, so have any of you read uh, the From a Certain Point of View book? Uh, uh, the first one. It's one of my. Some of them. Yeah, I've read no, some of them. Yeah. I know what story you're going to refer to. It's the Obi Wan one, yeah. So, yeah, so the Obi Wan and Qui Gon short story by Claudia Gray, which is also called Master and Apprentice. It's it's all about Qui Gon visiting Obi Wan during the events of A New Hope off off screen. It's like in a scene that we we didn't see in the movie, and uh, we see the whole thing from Qui-Gon's perspective and we see how, you know, while he's up there in the cosmic force, time isn't linear, you know, it's, it's everything. He sees everything all at once. So I feel like he is going to, he's going to appear to Obi-Wan and tell him what, what he knows will reassure Obi-Wan. So it'll be less about like, Oh, you know, Oh, I still believe Anakin to be the chosen one. It'll be more about reassuring Obi-Wan. I believe that, uh, you know, Anakin did make it also make his own choices. It wasn't just Obi Wan's failure. Anakin also fell to the dark side because of his own like desires and and for for more basically, like oh, he says in Revenge. You, you definitely know part of Obi Wan th- thinks that it's his fault that yeah. Anakin oh, yeah. turned, and we'll probably oh, he see absolutely that blames point. himself. Yeah. He created the instrument of his not his own dist- well yeah his own destruction. 10 years down, nine years down the line, but like he created the instrument of his own. No, nine years or 10 years? Fuck. 10 years. Yeah. Nine. 10 years. Wait. Isn't Are this... we talking about from Kenobi to a new Kenobi home? To, that's Kenobi nine. to a. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, never okay. mind. Kenobi yeah, that's nine. I thought we were talking okay, yeah, about yeah. the show. Yeah. No, because um, he created the instrument of his own future, quote unquote, demise. And it's like, yeah, there's no fucking way that he doesn't beat himself up for over this well that There's whole no line way. of i am what you made me obi-wan yeah. just kind of takes that because i feel like he's like okay yeah you're right um i'm gonna run because i can't beat you another yeah. thing I'm just... like a friend of my i'll echo what my co-host jared said uh last night when we recorded about this episode like he found that there were he saw that there were two levels to it like the one was like yeah you cut me up you fucked me up and this is what i became but like it and this ties back into the um the 
line from Luke in Last Jedi, it was a Jedi Master who was responsible for the creation for the training and creation of Darth Vader. It's like on another level, like you trained me, you created me, and like this is what you get. Like this is your fuck up. And you're gonna deal with it. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I, I'm also like if we do get next week a sort of uh, Twilight of the Apprentice type of thing that Connor pitched last week where part of I Vader's would... mask gets cut up. Like, Obi-Wan's reaction to seeing Anakin's, like, burnt face again is going to be haunting. Yeah, because he's going to know haunted. that that's what he actually did. It's like, I, I did that. It's like, it. I, did, I wasn't the one that turned him to the dark side, but I did this. And just having yeah. to live with that and, and see that in his own eyes is going to be haunting if if that's what we're gonna be haunting if that happens because like i'm wondering now because like i feel like that if that does happen i feel like that'll be a moment where obi-wan will sort of let his guard down and he basically says like come back anakin and anakin's like no fuck off um yeah we still haven't gotten the payoff of that line of obi-wan that's what i mean yeah Yeah, that will be that. I wonder if that will be that moment. And then, like, the moment that... And then the moment that, like, Anakin is like, nah, man, I'm, 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 I'm good where I'm at. And it's just, like, he goes to, like, kill Obi-Wan. I wonder if that's the, also the start of him thinking, yeah, he's more machine now than man. There's no way I can save him. Yeah. Um, exactly. Because the be... line is, he wants thought as you do. So he'll, he, you know, he could even parallel what Luke says to Vader during their conversation when Luke says, "Then my father is truly dead." You know, he could say that. Then the man I knew is truly dead. You know, oh, like yeah, and, we've and, seen yeah. a lot of parallels. Like uh, people pointed yeah. out that, and I don't know how I didn't notice this, uh, but during both the duel in episode uh, three of this show and the flashback one, Anakin, it's like Anakin does... just starts. The battering thing yeah, like just that Luke does in yes. Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. There's a lot of parallels to fights, other fights in that mm-hmm. flashback fight. Like you have like some of the Revenge of the Sith choreographies oh, in the there. Back to back. Yeah, the back to back. They also had when they're going down that corridor and they have a couple of those upward swings that like slash through those tighter walls. That yeah. quick string of movements was also in there. I think there was another one too that I'm forgetting. It's like Chloe was saying uh, just just earlier about like all the edits people did with it with you know like on TikTok and like uh, Twitter and stuff like the just yeah. the way the ed- the way it cut back and forth like watching those edits it was like oh wow they really did their homework and they really like found a way to allude to all of this stuff in this during this like little sparring session uh, whilst like making it feel organic which is just really awesome. cool and it was just awesome to see like prequel trilogy lightsaber choreography again i've oh, missed yeah. it it was great to see like have, a jedi sparring session honestly i was just oh, gonna yeah. say have we seen obi-wan and anakin spar in canon like that um, I, I don't think we saw it in clone wars no, or I don't anything like that i think so no i no. don't think so yeah i think um, that's the first time so that's another great like mirror to like battle of the heroes is it's like we know that this isn't the first time they fought but it's the first time that their fighting mattered like so this show just even like is supplementary to like you know revenge of the sith it's like it's insane well yeah people have like kind of called this series like revenge of the sith 1.5 
And yeah, in a this way is we, episode three point five. Yeah, this in a way we are truly episode three point five. Like this will be really included is. in my saga rewatches from now on. Oh, it's gonna yeah, have to be. I'm like d showing my sibling the the movies for the first time soon, and I'm like debating how I'm gonna show them everything. It's like, do I include the shows and everything? But I I, I gotta include Kenobi in there because oh. it's gonna add so much. Not only with Revenge of the Sith, but as we've said, watching A New Hope when the show is done is going to be so different in so yeah. many ways. It, it's adding the to show the, feels to the just movie as like Rogue important. One. Right, it feels just as important as like Clone Wars, Rogue One, Rebels do to like the overall saga. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I do have one question for you guys though, because I've seen this brought up a lot uh, with how this narrative has gone. Do you think? because this was supposed to be a movie originally before they changed it into a show. Do you think this uh, story would have been better as a movie, or do you think how we're getting it in TV was the right call? Because honestly... It was, it, it, was, it was the right call on TV. Cause if, I, I agree, because I've seen a lot of the same movie. It was just going to be like two to three hour, two hours or so of just Obi-Wan being sat on a desert. And it was going to be very Mandalorian. Yeah, because uh, I just yeah. I don't. Yeah. We've already hit like... four hours worth of screen time for this show, One and we day. still have another. I believe the last episode is speculated to be sixty-three minutes, based that's off of like that a, leak. That's a that that that's bullshit. Well, no, no, no. So no, the no, no, no. Like... was well, an no, no. hour hour and thirty-three minutes, but no, no, that I includes know. the thirty-minute Q and A. Yeah, so like I better be an hour. Yeah, if, if it's 40 minutes, I'm going to be a little upset. Um, but <laughs> I, I will agree with you, though, because when they were like, oh, it was going to be a movie, it wasn't going to be this story that we would get in, in a movie. Yeah, because back true. then, Vader wasn't involved. And if this was, no, like, if they cut this true. up into a two-and-a-half-hour movie, I just feel like the stuff with Leia wouldn't be getting its its dues, Reva wouldn't get that much development. I, I just feel the way that they've got it now was... Great. Now, whether or not you want to say, oh, this should have or this would have benefited with releasing it all at once, that's a different conversation. I also disagree with that. Uh, but we'll, we'll, I want to segue also into, before we talk about Obi-Wan's journey, because I think that this last episode and this episode to me are the ultimate culmination of Obi-Wan finding himself once again. And in this episode, he really becomes General Kenobi of the Clone Wars once more with uh, defending all the people of the path. But let's mm -hmm. talk about the path for a second. We, I mean, we got to talk about Tala and uh, how, it, how it killed me. Tala. Uh, oh, no, I was so I, sad. We talked last week. Chloe, well, you weren't here for this one, but you, you had your thoughts. But we talked last week how they've done such a good job of making us care about the characters and the people involved in the path and getting to see totally. them I agree. F like become yep. soldiers as we see in this episode yeah. and, and the, the stakes of not knowing if, if they're going to make it out alive from this Imperial siege. And one, I just want to say before we get into to Tala, well, actually two things. One, I, I, I just love Roken as a character. I just think he's so cool. He's and great. two, I am so glad we got Haja back. When he showed up, I yes. I, I started yeah. screaming. I was like, "Yes, he's back!" I was so excited. And oh my I god, he was so funny in this episode too. I know. I love that he's joining the fight, though. It's like, oh yeah, I got into a scuffle with the Inquisitor, and now I have nowhere else to go. 
And even though he's not, like, the greatest person, he's still, like, helping everyone out, which I really love. And I, I love his his dynamic with Leia in this episode. I thought it was adorable. I like that they're, like, showing people that aren't, like, hero archetypes, like, the yes. whole time. And I like that they're showing that those people help out, too, and those people are integral to all these rebellion, like, things that are going on. Because I feel like a lot of times we always just see the stereotypical hero archetype, and then there's not really a lot more conversation about it. Yeah, exactly. It shows the also, bunch of right. And without this group, Obi-Wan of. wouldn't have been able to do anything that he's done in the series. Like, mm -hmm. without exactly. Tala, or Roken, or Sully, or Haja, without any of them, or Wade, even though we only saw him for a couple seconds, rest in peace, homie, um, Obi-Wan, he, he probably would have died in, like, the third episode if it wasn't for any of these people. And his mindset yeah. completely wouldn't have been the same at all. Like, in the first episode, we literally saw him ignore a Jedi uh, pleading for help, and he ended up getting hung in the middle of uh, Mos Eisley. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. it, it would have been completely different, and I am so glad that we have these path characters, and it's been so great seeing them again. I want to go through and just see if that like bin of sabers that Obi Wan comes up like if any of those are recognizable. Because uh, oh, I studied that frame for like twenty minutes yesterday. I didn't recognize any of them, but yeah, I was hoping I would recognize at least one of them. Uh, did you have any? I was hoping that I wouldn't. <laughs> that is true. That too. That is true. And not enough pain. We just, also, yeah, there I was also the writing on the wall as well. Oh, and yeah, yeah. and I, I almost forgot. Corrin Horn is actually there in the episode. There's like a frame of like Leia interacting with him, which is just really amusing because it's definitely meant to be Corrin Horn from like the Legends X-Wing novels by Michael Stackpole, which I've which I haven't read, but yeah, I heard no, a lot that, about. That's before my time. I, which is also, just really cool. I like that they've done a little shout out to Legends because it, it it's a really good kind of reference where it doesn't. You know, it's own. If you're a, if you know of that, of that, of those books and like that, that whole thing, it will do something for you. But if you don't, then it won't take you out of the story. Yeah, it won't wreck it's, it for it's you. not exactly. like we, we we would see like Vader in this episode be like, all right, I want you to meet my new Inquisitor, Mara Jade. Yeah. It looks directly at the camera, like. Yeah, it, it's that's it's, doing anything for like you. We've ones. said it. They've nailed fan service in this show, like. This is like the new gold standard of how to do fan service in these kind of franchises. I feel like is the Kenobi show. I mean, no. I would, I kind of like. I'm surprised right. that Jabim is only a reference in this because I'm surprised that no one ever brings it up in the show that Obi Wan fought there during the Clone Wars. But then maybe that's like maybe they're just recanonizing Jabim because they want to use it for other stuff. Like maybe it could show mm -hmm. the bad patch. Like because I mean that you could even we've been talking about the path. We could see the genesis of the path in the Bad Batch because that's literally like just after Revenge of the Sith. So we kind of it would be cool to see how these. Well, if they really fight. are going for that like hardcore connection with everything, I would be shocked yeah. if we don't see some kind of world building connection to Kenobi in Bad Batch well, that's or where I Andor. Think, that's where I think Quinlan's showing up is yeah, same. Bad Batch, whether yeah. it's this season or the next. I think that's what also, we're going to get, especially with Gunji. You seen Gunji in the trailer? Else. Oh, yeah. Tala, it would yeah. be awesome. I would love Tala to make a guest appearance. I mean, it's the only option now because, like, R.I.P. Tala. Dude, I gotta, I gotta say this. Like, this is why I was referring to Andrew. Yeah, here you go. The only reason, the only reason I think they killed her off, because let's be real, Tala, Leia, and Hera in this same room, the war would be over. Yeah, Palpatine yeah. dead. 
Exegol, non-existent. Empire, <laughs> what empire? Just, it would be over. It would be over. All three of them together. Too empire powerful. would stand no chance. Too powerful. Yeah. I, I I'm not going to lie. When when we when I first watched the also, episode, we get a it, did, it did mess yeah. with my it did mess with my viewership because I I, I was so I was disappointed that they killed her off. Yeah, and it took another like yeah. Of I saw I like, saw Tala's death. I was like, oh, what's Jake gonna think here? Like that that's my first thought now in everything is what is Jake? Well, think it's just this? like. The first time I saw it, I was like, oh, here we are, killing of another powerful female character to make you feel bad. But, like, this doesn't feel like a Val to me. Like, yeah. there was no reason to kill Val, right? Tala, like... There was build-up for her character. Th Val th there had, was build-up. Like, it, it was yeah, did, a payoff. Did anyone else get, like, nervous when she started talking about, like, the, the notches on her belt? Did anyone else? Because my first feeling was, oh, she's not making out, it out of this, is she? Well, I was like, going to point out how much I loved that conversation. Because if I remember correctly, that was right after Obi-Wan uh, saw the comlink from Bale. And then yeah. Tala shows up. Which, yeah. again, that gets brought, you know, back around later. Which is another thing I love about this episode is that every single man... damn it, Haja. God yeah. damn it. God damn it. <laughs> it's like, but, I love the dude, but he keeps messing up. He keeps leading Reva to share. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't his he's, fault. He's like, like... he's like the Jar Jar of this show. <laughs> hey, Jake, I will not tolerate Jar Jar slander on this podcast. It's I'm not just, Jar Jar slander. I love Jar Jar. <laughs> yeah, we got Bombad Jedi next week on the, on the Clone yep. Wars podcast. Um, Hell awesome. yeah! But it's been a long time since I've seen that one. I have not seen that one since 2015. So also, I need to say, last thing on the path, uh, Christina Ariel shows up again in the background. So many people scenes. showed up in the background. Oh, many people. Hashtag Christina lives. Loads of people. Hashtag Christina does live. She definitely deserves it. I was shocked how many phenomenal. like people on Star Wars Twitter like had an extra role in this episode. Yeah, like yeah. Rexing Around was Rexing there. Around was there. Uh, there were a couple others that are just uh, escaping my memory right now, but it just seemed... I don't know how they kept it quiet this whole time. Well, that, like, this massive yeah, that is group a, of Star Wars some people. Some things are just based on luck. But that's so. just cool that they would yeah. go to these people and be like, "Hey, do you want to do you want to film a an extra role in in Kenobi?" Like, I just think that's really awesome that they're incorporating people in the community, uh, both like associated with Lucasfilm and just people that are fans, like into the projects. I think that's really cool, and it's not like in a weird way. Like, it, it it's just really nice to see. Because now they can say that they're officially, like, in Star Wars canon. Like, that's really awesome. Uh, but then we got Tala's sacrifice scene. And, and the minute she got shot, I was like, oh, no. I was like, they're doing this. Uh, Obi-Wan's scream got me. Like, oh, my really God. bad. Damn. Oh, yeah. that hurt. That hurt. And the no hurt, too. Uh, but yeah, then they just, they make it worse because they K2SO'd us again. Because oh, they I took know. out NB2. Why? That's the one. Can we also talk about, though, how after she gets shot, they started to use more shaky cam and they like kept it a little bit out of focus for certain shots. 
and it slowly yeah. built its focus back up as she went to go detonate the thermal detonator and it like to me it felt like that was in Tala's perspective was like she had been dazed by being shot and then it finally went back into focus when she realized what she had to do for the others yeah. to survive and I just thought that was such like a brilliant like little bit of filmmaking there to really like give you that extra emphasis like of character and yeah. like again I, I know and that we've talked about production Kenobi value go and crazy, how crazy like, like right taking out these stormtroopers to try to save her it was, so just, it was awesome seeing her. him like really going go into his emotions that like that took down a purge trooper like if you told me like four years ago no yeah three years ago like after the release of Fallen Order, like oh yeah, Obi Wan's Obi Wan's gonna take down a purge trooper in his own show. I'd be like, what, what, what the what the fuck? Well, that's like speaking what of we said purge last week, troopers, like Obi Wan's Walmart... gonna be on Fortress Inquisitorius in his own show. Yeah. Exactly. Like, speaking of line. purge troopers, I need Walmart to get their shit together. They were supposed to drop four and a half hours ago, and they're Ooh. still not out yet. Walmart, let me get my small plastic purge troopers. I have an addiction. I need them. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I brought up Tala, and then earlier, like 20 minutes ago, I did, in fact, just order the new Black Series. So I also have a Same. crippling addiction. Yeah. But this That's scene got me. That's your respect. Nedby yeah. just shielding her from the blaster fire, I was like, oh, no. Those I, sad noises he was making too. Yeah, I, I know. I love the fact that this got you so much because this is a character that has had zero lines of dialogue, like at all. Yeah, you, you they paid off even, the actions. Like, made any? They sounds. paid off the action. Yeah, they paid off the line. Actions speak yeah. louder than words. And, like also, I have to say, Indira Varma's acting during oh, dude, she's so good. Phenomenal. The look on her face when she turns back around to like look at Obi Wan just one more time before she sets off the thermal detonator. Mm -hmm. The may the force be with you. It broke oh. me. Oh. <laughs> oh, it was so, so good. And then the, I mean, the shot as, of Kenobi as the doors close, like his face, just so yeah. Good. This, yeah, this, no, shit, was... this episode, man, is so yeah. good. And the music was so sad as well. Like I saw someone post on the SWE Discord. That uh, you know, that was the point where they knew it was a, it was um, Natalie, a Natalie Holt track. Yes, it, and and it really that is so true because I really when felt, those violins kicked in. Yes, yes, that absolutely. was so Natalie Holt. I I got like the, a blast of like the Loki soundtrack in a really good way because it was. She so really has sad, been building so on this score the last couple episodes. I know that was sort of a topic of discussion. It's like, all right, well, the score has been a little lackluster. It's felt you know supplementary rather than like elevating the show and i feel like last episode and this episode especially like she's really just got all out with these tracks and they've yeah. absolutely elevated every single yeah. one of these scenes which means we're not ready for next episode no oh definitely not. not like i really like i i love all the new music i really hope they're keeping all the pre like some of the most prominent prequel themes in the bag for the finale. Oh, if oh, we don't if hear, we, I'll be shocked if we don't hear Battle they of the Heroes. They used them in the trailer, but also they used a lot of prequel music in the Rise of Skywalker trailers, and then we just got none of that. Yeah, that's true. Well, so we got they, Return to Tatooine. Um, that, that, but also, that's it. Yeah, but also I want to Oh, they say, did use the Kevin Owen theme uh, when Poe and Zori are talking on the rooftop too, which is super random. 
Yeah, that's what I was um, referring to. Uh, I also need. I also got to say this before we move on. The shot of Nedby tossing the stormtrooper, and then the shot of Nedby with the E11. Those are the last two shots in either trailer. Yep. That we have. So yeah, we nothing. have exactly no footage whatsoever. Are we gonna no. make predictions of what happens? Nope. No, we are. <laughs> nope. No. Absolutely not. Uh but spiraling back to Kenobi, like right after the scene, we get another flashback and we just see Obi-Wan absolutely broken, like we've lost. Like it's over. And just more of that. But and uh, again, last week we got the new Jedi look for Obi-Wan, which is immaculate. And then this week we got more added to it with the uh, the robe, which you and again, all these outfits, like, it's beautiful. It's just, I, I'm in love with this look. It's so great. And then... Uh, we see Obi-Wan give Haja his saber, and then we get the, the Reva scene we talked and about earlier. And the communicator. And the communicator, yeah, which you didn't do a great job with that one. Uh, no, I definitely found it interesting for some reason that, like, with in Bale's message, he was like, yeah, um, I'm gonna go to Tatooine to help the boy if this, like, do- if this goes sideways. I don't know why. I just never would have considered that an option. I did not think he was gonna say that. Ever. No, yeah. me neither. Yeah, at, like at first, and like the first, the way it started at first, it was like uh, I didn't think it was like a a hollow voicemail. I thought it was just like he's actually gonna go talk to Bale and be like, "All right, what's the status update?" Because like people talk about, do you think do the Lars no family know about Leia, or do they just know about? I Luke? doubt it. I don't think I don't so. Think I think so. I think they're really operating. I think Bale and Obi Wan and Yoda were really operating under the the less they know, the better thing when it comes to yeah. the Larses. Like, oh, just here's here's a baby. You know, look after it. You know, <laughs> we're not telling you anything else. <laughs> right. You know I mean, I'm just it, excited it would... to see yeah. Owen and Baru again because they they were just in the first episode and they made it seem like right. They were and it does be, like, make sense characters. now because they marketed both of them as like, yeah. Oh, they're back. And it's like, we saw Baru in like a wide shot and we yeah. saw Owen in that one scene. Um, in Mos Eisley, like, like that was it. His father. I still can't get over it. Um, yeah. Like you trained his father and then he fucking stands up to Reva. Yeah. Jedi of vermin. I kill vermin on my farm. Ooh. I just had a flash of what could happen. Do you think, like, when Reva saw that... <laughs> uh, we'll talk about that later, but do you think when Reva saw the thing about uh, the uh, communicator at the end, do you think she was like, that motherfucker was lying to me this whole time? Oh, God, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> nah, she probably was. She was like, God damn it. It's like, you motherfucker. That's the thing. I said this before. I, th- I said this on the pre-show, and I've said it, like, probably before. Like, we know the fates of 98% of these characters... And I'm still nervous. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel nervous for Luke. (laughs) Like, we know he's going to be fine. We know that Reva can't kill him or capture him. But I'm more so I'm nervous for Reva. Like, it's it's like. Well, Reva's one of the ones we don't know the fate of. Right, it's like the Ahsoka thing that we keep talking about on the Maid show. It's like the Mm -hmm. whole time we were watching the Clone Wars as kids, we did not fucking know. If Ahsoka was gonna die, especially because every single season finale, they're like, "Oh, is Ahsoka gonna die?" And I'm like, 
10-year-old me is like, I can't do this again, guys. Like, oh my god. Thank I just you. made a talk about that. Like, yeah, I know. I was going to bring up Chloe. Like, didn't right? you just make a video the other day about how you thought that the wrong Jedi was the last time you were ever going to see a Ahsoka? Yeah, yeah, I did. I made it a day ago, apparently. I don't that remember when funny. it was, but yeah, I did. Oh, oh my just... god. And I, yeah, I get that same feeling with Reva. Is It's like... I, I always kind of just felt comfortable knowing she would at least make it to the finale, but now that we're, like, going into the week of the finale, I'm like, don't fucking kill her, don't I, I fucking kill her, don't fucking kill her. Especially with what's I happened really now. Hope. I didn't think really... that before the last minute of the episode, uh, but, yeah. Like, dude, okay, so, like, can we just talk, okay, so, like, we just gotta talk about Vader just being a fucking Chad. So, like, oh my first of oh god, pulls the, pulls the transport down, which is a Ray reference, Ahsoka reference, um, Avar Chris reference all in one. Avar, uh, can, can we talk about how terrifying that was? I was, like, that is, I was like, oh no, because I didn't notice the second the transport. Fact, the first, the I was fact like, that he got, I didn't either. I thought they were done. Is just beautiful because it's yeah. like, of course, Anakin would get faked out by that. Yeah, because he, he would. Had, which is so blinded by his won. need for victory. Exactly. Yeah. It just it and it, and it, it and dovetails. Like, exactly. Yeah, it dovetails exactly with the duel the because like, Anakin seems to win, and then Obi Wan tricks him and disarms him, and that's exactly what happens there. Oh no, no. I'm not Anakin talking about that. It's over with the. Yeah. Smi I'm the talking Anakin about smile. like. I'm talking about like the duel, like, yeah. like Reva versus Vader. And oh Ray my god, that is what? the greatest freaking fight I have ever seen in Star Wars. I swear to god, that was insane. Really quick, to talk about Leia, um, there was one oh, I was worried. That, I was worried that the, Lola was gonna... That Leia was gonna do some to trick-ass shit. No, I was just worried that Lola was, was gonna get destroyed. I was like, I can't deal with two droid deaths in one episode. I just can't do it. Yeah. Uh, but, but, like, the line, the delivery of, uh... Would you stop talking? Just the way Vivian delivered it, and like I knew this was yeah, she's so good. I, like, I can tell the, that Deborah Chow coached her through that. I just like, love like, the. All right, I need a ladder, and they're like, no. Yeah. And yeah. Everyone was like, I trust her. So. That was so Leia. I trust her. To like that, she immediately volunteers herself to help. She she doesn't say, oh, I can help. She's just like, I'm gonna need a ladder. She's like, no, I'm I'm gonna help. I'm going to do this. And then it, afterwards, so when she Leia. comes back, and like Obi Wan's like talking to her i'm like this relationship is everything to me yeah it's like when she like, hugged him i was like i i uh, got my heart warmed a little bit it was like it was very sweet it hasn't quite hit me yet because i think i'm so focused on like obi-wan invader that like a rewatch is definitely gonna be like oh this is fantastic oh um, next week like, if I don't have work on a Wednesday, I'm sitting down and I'm watching the entire series in its entirety as soon as I finish episode six. I'm just waiting to see if they. I mean, I mean, do hey, have I don't the... got work either next week. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna look long? right now. If I have to work, I'm gonna be super upset. I, I, but, um, like, I'm just, just waiting to see way... if they announce that they're doing like the theatrical release anywhere near me, because if they I do, so. I'm going. But it sounds like it's just a Canadian thing. So, oh my God, I am working on Wednesday. Oh, tragic. tragic. That's tragic. That's very tragic. But like, just uh, last thing about Leia. Um, just the delivery of "Would you stop talking?" Immediately, my brain went, "Yep, Terry. that's Leia, all right." Yeah. Um, yeah. 
But also, just okay, Reva Invader. Let's talk about. I don't it. even know what to say. Let's talk about that it. Blew my mind. Yeah, I just like the, the, the framing of it. Like Vader's just looking at the ship, and then I was like, Reva's got to be behind him, isn't she? Yeah. Did anyone? And then they did anyone else to it? Just like, no, no, don't do it, don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and then she ignited the blade, and he just stops it and slowly turns around. That's I was like worried this whole time. Movie vibes. Like, I, I didn't know where it was going to go. I thought there was a, a chance that Vader would have just immediately just turned around and just bisected her right there. Like, I just didn't know where this was going to go. But the fact that, like, nah, the Vader first likes a good fight. minute of this is just him toying with her using with the, the force. force the whole time not oh even god he, he never once ignites his own saber yeah it's exactly. just Reva's. and that's that's, that's another genius that's thing like that he 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 actually has oh learned the, the messed up thing is that in that with the flashbacks he has actually learned from obi-wan in that respect because he does take what obi-wan taught him in that lesson in that moment the misdirection and uses it yeah. against Reva, which is like super messed up because, like, you know, she she already said to Obi Wan, "Where were where were you? Why didn't you save us?" And not only does Obi Wan like leave her again, abandon her again to fight Vader, it's his training, it's his lessons that he instills to Anakin that Anakin uses to get the better of her, and not just that, but to toy with her, like you said, just like dodge out yes. of the way, use the force to like push her away, and then event even just like just use her own weapon against her. Like he, when he like flips the... her with the force, that's like the most yeah. disrespectful thing I've ever seen in Star Wars. It really was. I might be wrong, but didn't he use some of the moves that Obi Wan used against him in the fight with Reva? Or I, I think he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, he did. Because yeah. they showed those yeah. flashbacks right before they showed him using those. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, because every, every flashback kind of infrains the next scene, yeah. But this perfectly. duel was great, and I just love how she goes, she starts with the single blade, then she goes to the double blade, then she goes to the spinning blade, and nothing and could work. Stops nothing works. The way that Vader's stopping the stop spinning the blade spinning with the force. Blade. Yes! Oh, that's <laughs> I very audibly, like, I watched it with my family, and I very audibly went, oh, shit, <laughs> when that happened, because that I was, was, like... I was just so just wrapped up into it that I was, like... That's their main one. Is this real? Right, the like, horror on Moses's face as, like, Vader stops the spinning blade, she realizes, like, oh, fuck, and then the way he just snaps the blades apart and tosses her one, like, you want to fight? Let's fight! It's like, yeah. oh, my yeah. God. So obviously that's like the the can I just I have to praise the physicality from not just Hayden in the Vader suit but the but the body doubles who who doubles yes. for him in the full 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 body shots the physicality was so good because they not only got Hayden's movements they got the Vader movements the David Prowse mm -hmm. movements from the original trilogy and like like we've been saying earlier this is like a really good uh, combination of Anakin and Vader because it's both very intimidating and also it's so Anakin. Like he's such a he's such a dramatic sob. He loves to like right. he, loves to play, he loves to show off, and here he is again, throwing half of Reva's saber to her, saying, "All right, then, come on, you want to take your shot? Here we go." Yeah, we really yeah, have those thing. moments in like the Vader twenty seventeen comic run by Charles Soule, and then um, Lords of the Sith, who I. I suck. I'm forgetting who wrote that book all of a sudden. Oh, um, Matthew oh, Kemp. Yeah. I'd love to know yeah. if the writers and Deborah Chow drew from that run because it really feels like they did. Especially with like a dream sequence 
that happens in, in the third yeah. run. Yeah, it really feels like they drew from that run, which but is... It's so cool really how, cool. like, we, we've had those moments in the literature, right, that have really blended Anakin and Vader together. But this is the first time that, like, the general audience is really being able to see that on display, I feel like, because, like, let, let's be real. We're all Star Wars hardos here. Like, I'm assuming most people that listen to this are also Star Wars hardos. So, like, for us, that just feels normal. But for people that only watch the movies and, like, then, like, The Mandalorian and Boba and now this, like, right, it's the first time they're getting to see that. And I think that is so sick because yeah, it, it is, like, legitimately, they are, for the first time ever on screen in, like, live action, blending those characters and like making them one and i think that is so cool because like even for me like as someone that i've been watching star wars since i was four years old even for me there are points where i have trouble separating or i have to separate anakin and vader as two separate characters because i just don't see them as the same person this show has done such a great job at making them feel like the the same person merging those two Mm -hmm. characters into one which I really, really appreciate. Uh, but back to this duel, someone pointed out, I think it was another conversation I was having, uh, do you think when Vader had both sabers, do you think he was thinking of a certain uh, snips? Yes! Yes, yes. I, saw the, I saw that. I saw the Ahsoka parallel, I and I was like, like oh, yeah. that's why he couldn't that's do totally it. Intentional. That's why he couldn't dual wield. I feel like whoever was in the suit held a slightly different pose as he do dual weld the sabers and it almost felt more like 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 ahsoka's posture in a way to me maybe that was just my mind tricking me like wanting to find the parallel there but I that was so cool like, i feel like it was a subtle reference you actually mentioned earlier as well jake moses is uh the look on moses's face when he slows down the uh the lightsaber blade and i just want to mention her acting throughout the whole duel because it typifies what uh, I was saying about Moses's like whole take on Reva like a couple of episodes ago because the whole thing about Reva is Reva projects this huge front of anger all the time like when she first attacks Vader and he stops her she like screams in rage at him she's mm-hmm. projecting this front of anger but deep down she is still the scared little girl that, that right was, like, she gets like smaller project. as the fight yeah. goes on until and then we eventually get that right. parallel culminating with the, the line end. of where we leave you right where we uh found you yeah and then we, we get, yeah, yeah by the end of the duel she is just she's on her knees she's literally reduced to the height of a child again and, yep, and the she's editing, that kid again the Dude, editing between anakin and vader oh my like, god stopping, uh, like two Dude, different times oh. it's insane and oh. so dark and messed oh. up Dude, okay, so like, there was a there's like a certain two second shot, I think of like it's just a close up of Moses of, Mo, yeah, Moses's face, before like Vader's about to impale her again, and it's just the way, uh, she looks just so small and just like a kid, and just uh, phenomenal acting from moses ingram and like she shows... really she just really channeled like her younger quote-unquote younger self um in that uh moment in the temple like again like this was just that trauma on her yeah, it really to me feel like that she's never been able to get past that moment which obviously we know that she hasn't yeah, because she's yeah. had this single goal ever since then but like that right there is what really like 
visualized that and like just made you realize it's like she she really is no different than that scared kid that she was on the night of order 66 exactly like we should give props to the child actress as well who played young reva for completely for so convincingly conveying that look of like shock and terror right because those two performances marry each other so perfectly like that that is still reva there do we know if i can't remember did moses do her own stunts or it feels like she did like a lot of the shots because she doesn't have a helmet so a lot of the shots look Mm -hmm. like it's it's her with the lightsaber i mean when she was first announced like she uploaded a pic a, a video of her like practicing her saber skills so she she went through a lot of training. So it, I feel like she did most of her stunts. But yeah, like that was the whole fight was just really well done. And I love how they've been building the choreography throughout the show. Like we had that more kind of like Empire Strikes Back kind of duel in part three. We had the saber sparring here. And then we have this like really intense duel uh, between an Inquisitor and, and Vader, which is just super cool. We've never seen that. We've never seen like an Inquisitor really stand up to vader and i saw someone else tweet something like oh that you know the messed up thing is he probably trained all of them in a way so that they would never be able to beat him yeah which is the thing that about the that is such a vader thing they are not like necessarily the strongest force users they're just the ones that were able to be corrupted by the dark side so they really have no they're nothing they're, they're hardly anything more than stormtroopers to like Vader or Palpatine. They're just foot soldiers that can go and take on Jedi. Mm-hmm. And just speaking the, of other inquisitions, ah, he's back, bro. Oh my I, god, I never doubted you for a second, Deborah. Like, but again, no, like this was incredibly obvious to me. So, but the way that they, they revealed it. Rebels. The Did way anyone else he says like, Grand also, Inquisitor, and then he I pops just, in the... Oh my god, it was so great. I just need to talk about, like, the fact that he goes, Hello, Third Sister, and it's just, like... The thing that I love about the Inquisitorious so they're much... so petty. Is that... They're, they're so, so petty. petty. They're so, like... Sure, they're just, like... For all their stuff about being formidable and aggressive, uh, lethal Jedi hunters who instill fear into into them they're so fucking petty they're, they're like just, a pissy they're high schoolers. Of a bunch of kids that hate each other like they're a high school cafeteria they're a whole band of kylo rens yeah that's what they Chloe, are you yeah. weren't here for our discussion of the how petty the fifth brother is towards the uh towards reva and it's just on full display here with uh, you know that fifth brother was turn. watching the hollow of this go down, and he was just laughing his ass off. That's my one complaint with this episode is that he wasn't there. Yeah, uh, it's like ah, maybe Lord Vader will finally let me go on the Xbox. <laughs> he needs to. He needs to use the Xbox. It's my turn, damn it! I have to say though, can we just talk about how like Vader, right? Like he's been a cool villain to like. Obi-Wan, like, in just a sense, like, we know it's Anakin. We know that he's, like, Obi-Wan's greatest failure. And he's scary. He was snapping people's necks and all that. But simultaneously, I kind of felt like he, he he wasn't a great villain in the same sense because, like, he wasn't really doing a great job of hunting Obi-Wan. And I feel like the Inquisitors were kind of, like, getting out of control. And then this episode brought it all together and just proved that, like, he's been the best fucking villain this entire time. And he let oh, Reva think that she was 
you know, doing something here, mm-hmm. and then he's just like, "Psych, I got you." And yeah, that, well, because he's known, awesome. he see, he saw into her mind in the first, the mm-hmm. first time the they met. Like time. the first thing he says to her in episode three is, "I, I've been watching you, third sister. I know what it is you seek." You know, we all thought at the time, "Oh, right, he thinks she, he, he he can see she wants a promotion." No. He could see that she wanted he, to kill him. He's known that mm-hmm. for ages. And he knows that because she is so like him. Because right now, yeah, he's been wanting to kill Palpatine for, for ages because he's a Sith. So, of course, yep. he's going to see Reva wanting to kill him and be like, oh, yes, I recognize this. And also, just to, just to lighten the proceedings for a minute, I love that the Inquisitor plaque is basically like a gold star, like the Grand Inquisitor plaque. <laughs> he's like, you have done well, third sister. Here, have a gold star. And then, and then, and then he then just so pettily takes it off of her like just, armor at the end. I'll just take this back. <laughs> yeah, but like the the way that, to me, it made it seem like Vader has been planning this since he saw the scared youngling in the temple. Oh, that, that line was so. Did anyone else like just like feel so like heartbroken when he said that? Did like yeah. chilled when he said, "Did you really think I did not see it, youngling?" Oh, yeah. The way it's, it's, like, it's a show blow to Reva as well because Reva's been this character. Reva has been a character who really felt like she was a step ahead of everyone, and and we the audience have se- have seemed it's it's that's how it seemed to us like she's a step ahead of everyone. She's constantly like like thinking more practically than everyone else and then it turns out no she her rage was simply a tool they the empire used her like it uses everyone else and then the moment that she was no longer useful it cast her aside vader casts her aside and it's all just so very very sad and horrible. how ironic like, that darth vader the king of rage uses someone else's rage to his own benefit and manipulation mm-hmm. absolutely but the yeah. one thing i gotta point out real quick is i love how much that these recent star wars projects have made the attack on the jedi temple seem as horrifying as it should be because as much as i love the order 66 scene in revenge of the sith there are parts of it that have been memed to hell for years specifically the 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 youngling scene so to actually see it be like shown in its true no this is just straight up a massacre and getting to see the perspectives of the people experiencing it has been just very compelling tv for me right because this is the first time we've had connections to people that we see in those scenes like we've never seen those younglings that we saw in revenge of the sith before other than that scene and a bunch of the jedi that we see like Mm -hmm. in the main halls we don't ever really see them other than like in background shots and now like having seen like reva's perspective and grogu's perspective during order 66 it actually like like puts that fear within you when you're Mm -hmm. watching it like for the first time and her retelling of like saying like the only friends and family that she ever had seeing get slaughtered right in front of her while she could do nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like the, hurts. It just It's so sad. But again, like, I, I thought that this was gonna be it for Reva. I was like Tala, Nedby, and dude, Reva all in one episode. I thought he was gonna on. do a Count Dooku. I thought he was gonna do a oh, Count Dooku. I think everyone oh, when she when he had the two sabers, I thought that's what we were uh, I did not towards. think that. I was just like, "Oh crap, Vader with two blades. This is hot." Um, Fair enough. All right, enough of you. <laughs> <laughs> not not. This was hot, but it's just like we've never. This show, 
Here's the thing that I like. I've said it before. This show is delivering stuff we just never would have thought of. Like, if you told me, like, oh yeah, Vader would wield just even for a second, like two red blades in the Kenobi show, I wouldn't believe yeah. you. But he did. It has. And I'm like, it really reminds oh, me of when we saw Palpatine use two sabers in the Clone Wars for the first time, and I yeah freaked out. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the first time that we've seen two like? red sabers duel each other in live action yeah it is it is okay because mm-hmm. i know we had the mall insidious duel which I, I, yeah. I just brought up a second ago mall insidious and then mall versus inquisitors so this is the first time also we've ever seen two red blades fight that didn't have mall involved that we know of. yes maybe mall yes. was in the background the whole time but i hope not um <laughs> yeah. yeah no this scene was so good uh but then bringing it back to them on the uh the shuttle the transport and the look on obi-wan's face when he's like something's wrong and then we cut back and we see reva discovering the uh the communicator and we see her discovering luke and and the twins so what was running through your mind when this happened here because it was just oh shit oh shit oh shit oh shit for me yeah Uh, for me it was oh shit uh this is going to be an interesting finale because it's now going to be vader versus obi-wan somewhere and then uh reva on tatooine because here's the thing like well i'm just wondering how (laughs) she gets off of jabim without just bleeding out like that's my back to tanks right there it's moses ingram let's be real here (laughs) She's probably use the lightsaber to like cauterize the wound or something. Like, yeah, that's my explanation for people now. If they're like, "Oh yeah, how do you think Reva Strat?" Like, dude, it's Moses Ingram. She's just built up. So like, I'm like, like, I mean, we said we're not going to do predictions, but we're going to get that duel. But then, like, is it going to be like a race back to Tatooine, or like, I I feel like it might be a simultaneous thing, right? Like Obi Wan is preoccupied with with vader vader somewhere else i feel like someone else is gonna have to step up to stop Viva from going after luke or or we might just get a total plot twist maybe yeah it it, it might be something different maybe reva understands that you know there's another child there that luke or that obi-wan has some kind of connection to and maybe she just doesn't pursue or maybe 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 luke just like what runs off again like in episode one and just comes across reva and they have a conversation and or, or, she basically... yeah. or Reva helps Luke, which yeah, she does because I, I, I don't, like I don't know where they're gonna go with this because it, part of me thinks like that no either way knowing that the twins exist means that they've just cursed her to die. Uh, but also I feel like well, she doesn't kill know her that off, twins though, does she? She only knows that there's another child on. Tatooine that Bale and Obi Wan have some sort of relationship. See, I'll with, have right? to rewatch the episode because I don't remember what Please, the exact that again, were. Jake. I I think is the only thing that she knows is that there's another child on Tatooine that Bale and Obi Wan have some sort of relationship with. I don't think she explicitly understands that. No, but didn't, didn't never Bale say Lars in the transmission? Owen. She just said Owen. I Owen. think so. Owen. Yeah, she'll he just said know Owen. Owen. She'll know that it was Owen like the same person. Help the boy. And that's yeah, I still have does... to wonder though, right? Like she lost to Vader on Jabim in in the path, or in the you know where the paths operate out of. I I wonder if that's almost like a rebirth moment kind of for her, 
and we might see her right because they obviously want you to think that she's going to go after Luke but if she doesn't if this is like her kind of rebirth moment and she uses this as a way to help it would be really cool if they please guys don't kill her it would be really sick to see her live and then end up helping other Jedi escape through the paths. Yeah, like I feel like they have to have her live because I feel like you had the perfect death scene right there getting stabbed yeah. by Vader. Like yeah. you can't one up that. But I, I do, also I feel do like her knowing that... about Luke is her curse to die. So yeah. I just I don't know where she, they're gonna go. Here's with the this. thing. Well no no no, because here's the thing. We could I think it'll I think we'll run into the same wonderful what I will never get over this. The fact that the Inquisitors do not know Kenobi is on Tatooine. Yeah. I wonder if this will be the same thing where it's like she knows there's a kid and she gets close, but she never sees him and she never discovers that like it's Luke. Yeah. Right, because she, she she has no way of knowing that this kid is anything other than some Just kid that the, um, the, 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 the nephew of a farmer on Tatooine, right? Yeah, and, and so like, like that Bale and Obi-Wan have some sort of connection with. Right, I the, don't feel like her knowing Leia was her sentence to die, and I don't think that her knowing the existence of Luke is her sentence to die either. I, I really do feel like that scene is a little bit more of a misdirection because they wanted more of a kind of cliffhanger to end this episode off on. Oh, that shot of Luke? Oh, it is very yeah. possible. It's possible that that's that's the case. I mean, my brother presented me with a theory that Owen could actually like kill Reva because because there is that story uh, in that Visionaries uh, book, Old Wounds, where like Obi Wan fights Maul when Maul comes to light and Maul attacks Luke to draw Obi Wan out, and then you know Owen shoots Maul in the head whilst he's distracted fighting Obi Wan, and I feel like. That is possible because like that's not going to happen here. There was that line. That really dumb. It yeah. is really dumb, and I hope that it doesn't sounds... happen. But there is I'm that be, line. I really hope that where... doesn't happen. <laughs> she did say to Owen, "Do you think you can protect your family from me?" So it would be kind of a grim payoff. But I, I, I just don't. Mm. I don't think she will die. I actually have high hopes that Reva will live. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like it, it would be a nice consolation kind of from the past. Yeah, it would like, be a nice consolation. So many redeemed. Yeah, for a Sith to be re- for Dark Side to be yeah. redeemed and live yeah, past that, their redemption, it, you know, and have Obi Wan like be their go to. It's about time they've done something different with it. If if, if this is the, another instance of that, it's predictable. Plus, yeah. plus all the hate that like Moses has gotten, it would feel kind of in bad taste. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there are those reports that they have that they have like that they're supposed to be doing a season. They might be doing a season two, and that they reworked the ending. But then, who knows, like how viable that is. But yeah, I'd lo- I'd We're love to see Moses that. survive. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to I'd love to see Moses make it out of the season, and for Reva to just attain some kind of redemption. Because I feel like there's there's more stories you could tell with that, and and ha- to have Obi Wan maybe maybe play a role in that. It would be. A kind of nice consolation for him because we know he's not going to redeem Anakin. We know I he's feel not like gonna he's definitely going to play a role in in Reva's redemption. Yeah, because and it and it would it would kind of dovetail nicely with like the themes of the story because this has been a pretty this is probably going to be go down as one of the darkest Disney Plus shows for Star Wars, one of the darkest live action projects for Star Wars in general. But the whole tagline has been between darkness and defeat, hope survives. 
and I think having Reva after all going through all of that darkness to actually find a light in the end and re- find redemption would be would be a really interesting way to go mm-hmm. because because yeah I could see a version of like where she dies and it's it's it works within the story but then it would just kind of feel like we're just doing Triller again from uh, Jedi Fallen Order and it would be a shame yep. to see to see that the show kind of fall back on repeating a similar story. Uh. Where do you what what would you like to see with Reva's story, uh, Chloe? Like, do you have any like ideas or like hopes, or are you just like? Yeah, so I think. (laughs) So I mean, obviously, I don't want to make predictions because I feel like that's just going to lead us down like a path that I personally don't want to go down. But I mean, I would certainly like to see her survive and be redeemed. I really. You know, I love myself a good redemption arc, and I mean, I think she's had the perfect setup so far to have one. So, like, I think if that's something they wanted to write, that could be really interesting, and I would love to see her in future Star Wars media. So, yeah, I think that's kind of where I stand on it right now. I agree. I just hope they don't kill her if they redeem her. Like, I just, if they redeem her, let her live. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, that was... That's my mindset there. It's like, if we're going to keep redeeming characters, which I hope we do, because I'm with you, I, I love... Uh, redemption arcs. I just hate it when they're cheapened by, and then we got to kill them. Like, it's just, it just, I don't want to see that again. We've seen that enough. I know it's not going to happen, but seeing this last shot of Luke, it it won't happen at all. And I actually don't want it to happen. But at the same time, if we got to see young Luke and young Leia together, even if they didn't know who they were, my heart would melt. But it, it won't happen. But I... Feel like Obi Wan will have his final scene with Leia within like the first five minutes because I feel like there is that line. There is that line. Yeah, because like there's the thing because because I actually when I first watched it I I actually thought that that was it for Vader that we wouldn't see any more Vader after this because Vader got delayed and then the transport goes off but then there's that line about the hyperdrive being down and he says they're right behind us and it's a star destroyer. Which means we're probably the episode's probably going to open with a recreation of that scene from A New Hope, with the transport fleeing and the Star Destroyer coming after it, oh. which, will be, which will be awesome. But I think that's also why Obi Wan has to face Vader again. So I think somehow Obi Wan's probably going to like have to go on the Star Destroyer and actually fight Vader and 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 distract him. God, so I swear to God, if we get oh, if we get Obi Wan and Darth fucking Vader fighting on a fucking Star Destroyer, I will with lose. the concept. It would match up with the concept art. That's all I'm saying. Because we, I was saying it would it the concept art matched with Fortress Inquisitorius. I know. I think it's a Star Destroyer. I think that's how they're gonna fight. I think it'll mess so the Star Destroyer up, and uh, that's, that's how Obi Wan like, will get away. The because, lava, and it's like yeah. lava doesn't pour in pour out from a star destroyer yeah i I feel like they're gonna Mm. they're gonna overload the engines and stuff and i feel like it'll go down which will which would be cool it would rhyme with uh the final the siege of mandalore when when the uh the venator goes down and i feel like that would be a good chance for obi-wan to kind of like fake his death because i feel like obi-wan has to obi-wan has to appear dead to everyone where it's like Vader everyone else thinks he, yeah well, everyone thinks he's dead but vader's not quite sure because there is that line in rebels where he's talking to the emperor and like they're talking about ahsoka and how ahsoka could lead them to other lost jedi and vader says oh such as kenobi and the emperor's response is perhaps if he lives and i'm like well then obi 
everyone else must think Obi-Wan is dead then apart from Vader. So that yeah. would make a lot of that would make a lot of sense. And it also it's a it's a easy way for the for the Roken and the Path people to get away with Leia and deliver her back to Alderaan. I feel like that makes the most sense. And it's also that a cool thing for a, a lot of sense. All also, I'm saying is if any it, of the more if any of the other path people die next episode, my heart can't take it. I I've Tala, been enough Tala pain in this week. Tala was already too much. Tala was already yes. too much. Let I, Roken I survive. Let that let man them all show. survive so we let can get a path spin off show. Let yeah, Roken show sh up in Andor, like Or like Jedi Fallen oh, Jedi cool. Survivor. Aww. Yeah, that would be cool. Oh yeah, Jedi Survivor would make a lot of sense. Like again, like I'm with some people that I, I want to expand the universe, but also if you're gonna have all these shows, having just little things like that connect them, I'm totally okay with. Especially uh, when they touch on similar topics, right? Like mm -hmm. Endor is about the rebellion, and so the path, the people that work through the paths are connected to the rebellion, and then Jedi Fallen Order feels like it's getting closer and closer to the rebellion, right? So there's those connective factors that you have that make the, those connections make sense. It's like how Taika Waititi was saying how he doesn't want to just throw Chewbacca's grandmother in there for the sake of making a connection. Those are the dumb, dumb connections that don't, that we don't need that make the galaxy feel smaller. But when you have different stories that are touching on similar topics and you find connections to make there, that's fine. That's cool. Do that. Especially if you're also having like similar creative teams work on these shows, like we've seen with, the High Republic having all of them work together to incorporate their yep. stories together. If they want to do that with everything that they're working on, I'm completely fine with it. Uh, especially if you're going to have... I mean, the, it's all in the same canon anyways. So it would be nice if we got like, oh, a path reference in Andor. Because we at this point, it is still just different sectors of the Rebellion. They're not one like established United Rebel Alliance just yet. And that's something I'm loving about this and, and Solo and, and Andor is getting to see these different aspects of the early stages of the Rebellion. And the path really worked for me uh, because they weren't soldiers and then they became them. And Yeah, they're, just, like, uh, they're like humanitarian just, workers, aren't they? Effectively, yeah, like people who volunteer put their lives on the line. And which is really, really cool. doing literally everything he can to protect these people that he just met like a day yeah. or two ago. Yeah, it's, it's very it, Obi-Wan. It's like, such a got, great story. We it's got just... General Kenobi. Like, this is a good mm -hmm. time, I think, to mention. We got General Kenobi. Like, he was strategizing. He was organizing them. And he he does the Jedi thing where he, he tries to protect life. He's not focused on taking life. He's focused on helping people. On defending so like, life. Like, yeah, like, he helps people up off the ground. Like, he helps Corrin Horn's mother when she gets, like, wounded by a blaster bowl. And he's just constantly trying to like defend everyone which is why tala's death is so gutting for him that was him. another line yeah. in the flashback wasn't it like doesn't obi-wan yeah something similar like a jedi you grow to aggressive anakin yeah. a jedi's a jedi's role is to is to protect life not take it's it to and then life to defend life yes and yeah. then and then anakin's retort is mercy doesn't defeat an enemy master which was just perfectly delivered by hayden and and so represents their their mindsets really because you've got anakin questioning the Jedi's teachings and having a valid point occasionally because of how merciless some enemies can be, but also like how Anakin it, it, peace and balance just continues to elude him even like through his through his like uh, years as a Jedi Knight. And it's it that's what's great about those flashbacks. Just to bring it full circle, is that those flashbacks they tell a story and they 
they're really joyous because we're seeing these two again but there's sadness throughout and it gets progressively sadder because we see we see the like conflict in anakin and we see anakin like slowly be laid bare a bit uh, more and more like how how he's he's left wanting all the time like even when obi-wan gives him that lesson he's not satisfied he wanted more out of that exchange even though obi-wan is trying his best to be a teacher like anakin feels almost kind of like shortchanged and it's so sad and it's it's so indicative of like the split they go through and how anakin is ultimately seduced to the dark side yeah uh Connor's made a couple pitches this episode, so I'm going to make mine right here. Lucasfilm, if you're listening, uh, you, you saw how much everyone loved those Ewan and Hayden flashbacks. Uh, if you want a green light, just like a Disney Plus movie or something of just the two of them in like a Clone Wars adventure, please. I think they'd want to do it. I think we'd all like to see something like that. Please. Uh, but yeah, that's my piece. Um, we're, I feel like we're close to putting things together does anyone else have any big things they want to say before we uh hit the end game here it's wild that this show's almost over i'm not yeah that makes me really it. sad i'm not ready for it to be over i really am not all. ready but i'm also really ready to rewatch it in fall oh, same that's... but like i have yeah. not had this much fun with star wars in like years to yeah, be you're honest on a with high you. right now no, like, seriously, so, like, it, it's just insane. Like, the, the things that this show has been able to, like, make me feel, and it's like, I don't I don't want it to end. It's going to be fun to rewatch it all, but, like, I yeah. love this week-to-week excitement. Discussion. And, like, obviously we have Endor coming out soon, and I'm sure that's going to be great, too, because it's done out of Pinewood, and there's a great team working on that, but... Man, th this show is something special. It's crazy. I'm just excited to watch the episodes and then every week, you know, be able to talk with you all about them and share my excitement with everyone. Like, that's just it, it's such a great experience. Yeah, these weekly Kenobi episodes have been so much fun. So we definitely need to do this with like every single new oh. thing that comes out and or yeah. Bad Batch. Oh, I Tales will. Of the Jedi. Don't you worry. Uh, we were talking about our plans the other night, uh, and yeah. I have so much in the pipeline. Um, Very yeah, exciting. I, I just, ever since, like, Celebration to into Kenobi, it's just felt like a really special time uh, to yeah. be a Star Wars fan right now. Yeah. And I hope that they stick the landing and they continue to promote their shows and market their shows and, and just do it like the way that they've been doing with Kenobi because it just, I feel like they finally found the right spot of of getting every everything everyone excited and actually like heavily promoting it at the same time and they they got to stick with it because it was supposed to be a movie too yeah. so if if the finale sticks to landing which judging by the way the show has gone so far I have no doubt they will this is going to be uh, a very very all-time special Star Wars project for me um, but yeah, yeah, I think we're all. It'll be a top. It'll be a top four. Uh, top four Star Wars project from I, the new canon for me. I, I actually am. Yeah, one hundred percent there with you. No, wait. Uh, at least top five. I don't know about top four because, like, I don't know. Yeah, about, new no? new canon. It's probably top three. At least I got to You know, grant it. I still have to. If the last episode is on par 
with how these last five episodes will been uh, have been absolutely. Yeah, everything no. depends on the finale right now. I think in terms of yeah. just like I, I I don't feel comfortable ranking it with anything until I've seen the finale. Yeah, and I don't want I don't want to rank it until we have yeah. a finished product. Yeah. But same. It is just great to think about it because next week we're we're gonna get it. Find the rematch, and I then I can't believe it's gonna be next. Everything else, like it's just so cool. Uh, I just wish you were doing the Lucasfilm was doing the theatrical release everywhere and not just certain areas because yeah, why is only what, Canada get it? That's I would, I would kill Deborah to see Chow, this on probably. the big screen. Uh, Deborah Chow, you are my savior. Thank you for this episode and all of them. These have been just great and yeah no this episode uh was just amazing and i was crying uh for at least an hour after <laughs> i finished watching it and my eyes were bloodshot uh but it's okay because now i got to finally talk about it and i'm very excited so i feel like we've talked about well no we haven't talked about everything we can we could still probably go another two hours if we wanted to but i feel like this is the perfect time to wrap things up uh, we will obviously be here next week to talk about the season series finale of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Hopefully the whole crew will be back here again. Uh, it's going to be a big one. You will not want to miss that. Uh, but also, if you're just tuning in for the first time or you've only been listening to our Obi-Wan Kenobi recaps, we have our main show, which is going through... Uh, the Clone Wars, and uh, if you thought uh, the episode of Kenobi we just talked about was great, the episode of Clone Wars or the episodes of Clone Wars that we talked about this week uh, are are even better. Uh, that's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, because nothing you know you want to talk about Vader and Reva R two and R three. That's a that's an all timer right there. Yeah, um, and Ron Perlman's guest appearance is like an all timer like voice cameo in Star Wars. Just just great um ripping ass the whole time i'm so i cannot wait to never watch those again um but i th- yeah, we'll wrap things up here so if uh we want to just tell everyone where we can find you anything we're working on right now uh chloe since you're back here for the first time in a couple weeks how would you start things off uh sure yeah so if you want to find me other places my username is lightsaber queen without the e and lightsaber i have the same username on tiktok twitch twitter and instagram so Anywhere you find want to find me in my torrent of content that I've been posting lately, there you can find it. Perfect. Uh, Don? Right. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, Donov- at Donovan Mead. Uh, I have Donovan underscore McComish on Instagram. And you can also find me on uh, SWEditorIG.com where I've, I've been writing articles and uh, even... Uh, stories for the SWEF, so it's uh, Star Wars expand. Is it is it Star Wars expanded fiction, Connor? Star Wars editor fiction. Star Wars editor yeah. fiction, of course. Right. So Star Wars editor fiction, where we've where Connor, uh, Jake, and I and others are like we all write stories. Uh, they can range from short stories to web comics, uh, and, and the whole uh, angle here is that they're all fan stories, but they all we all try and align them with the continuity of of the current like star wars canon uh i recently released a story there called scars of war that jake very uh jake did really awesome cover art for it um it's about 
a clone trooper and a Jedi that have survived Order 66. And it's kind of exploring similar themes to the Obi-Wan show. So yeah, if you've been liking the uh, themes that this show has been exploring, maybe check that out. Maybe there'll be something there will uh, appeal to you. Yeah, I had a lot of fun writing it. And um, yeah, it's it's been really cool. Yeah, we've talked about it a couple times. It, it's great. I would definitely check that out. Uh, Jake? Yep, so you guys can find me on Twitter at JediJake double underscore. Like Dom said, I'm part of the SWE fiction. Uh, I'm part of the story group there. And I write, I have, I believe, it's three stories coming out before the end of the year. Um, a comic, a short story, and a novel. Um, and if you all want to learn more about those, make sure you join the Discord because that's where all five of us we are all in there and um it's awesome it's a really really dope community and everyone's super nice and um that's pretty rare in uh the star wars webernet um a lot of star wars fans suck but not in the swe discord so go there i agree uh connor how about you uh they can find me on twitter at depa banana i talk star wars as well as other things um you can also you can also find me uh as another co-host at the nerd academy podcast specifically our star wars show knights of the nerd republic um we also we talk star wars there's star wars there news interviews topic episodes what have you uh find us on youtube twitter instagram Apple Podcasts, Spotify, pretty much wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find us there. And as Jake and Don said, I'm also part of SWEF. I write articles. I have a story coming out before the end of the year. Um, I will not say anything more. I am also part of the story group. Uh, it's a really fun team of creative people that I get to talk to, and I'm glad to call them all friends. So uh, check us out. Yeah, SWEditorIG.com. Perfect. And you can follow me on TikTok and Twitter at Starlight Andrew. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at For the Republic Pod. Hope to see you there. And on Instagram at For the Republic Pod for any further updates on the podcast. We'll be posting new episodes, stuff like that. Uh, and of course, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts. Search For the Republic and you can find us. Next week, we'll be talking Obi-Wan finale. It's going to be a big one. I hope to see you there with us. But until next time, may the Force be with you always.